Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 73 with world-renowned designer Tom Muller. We talk about his obsession with comics, design, and how they inspire his work, his career, where he's gone and how he got there. We also dig into keeping your goals clear and focusing on things that you love. We talk a bit about his family as well and their encouragement early on in his life and how beneficial that can be. This is going to be a great episode. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Episode 73, let's roll. What's up, man? Long time uh, talk to via the computer, but never getting a chance to talk over the voicey style. At last. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) How's everything going? It's going. It's going well. It's been yeah. It's interesting. Interesting times at the moment. <sighs> Busy. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm. I'm kind of for some reason I don't know how or why, but I'm starting to do a lot more comic book work now. I know and, why. Because it's like good. Last, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm not complaining. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, it's kind of like the 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 last couple of months. As uh, like you know, I'm starting to. I'm still doing like commercial work and like digital and web stuff. But like the last couple of months, like all of a sudden, I've got like my plate full with like comic books and like new series and and, and just stuff. So yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, obvious because like if you're looking at especially like the stuff with the Noah and the Zero, mm. all that good stuff. I can tell that you're really enjoying it. At least that's yeah. my perception of what you're doing. Well, yeah, it's always well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like lie or anything, but it's always been, it's always been like kind of, I guess, some kind of goal to 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 do comic book stuff. I mean, like you know, pretty much like every designer, and I think you, I'll include you in that pile. But it's so like every designer I know is like, oh, I want to grow up and be a comic book artist, and then like, <laughs> stuff happens, and it's like now you're doing like completely something else, but you're still doing like you know trying to you know kind of steer the stuff you do into that kind of general direction so i find com- I, guess, I find comics to be the hardest thing yeah well besides like, directing that's yeah. harder but. i was like i mean um uh i was i was listening to to the 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 podcast you did with bradley and he was talking about james white Mm. and like james is kind of like comes from a similar background like you know growing up reading comics drawing comics and like wanting to do comics and then realizing like oh shit this is really hard you really have to commit and then you know you kind of find yourself like you find new ways to to like you know express yourself and 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 find work and you know you become a designer (laughs) Yeah, I found it that I found for me at least I understood design instantly. I didn't really yeah. have like the learning curve was very small for me with the yeah. design. I felt like design was easily approachable like for me. Um, but as far as like drawing, I think what the thing is for me it was is that uh, art and drawing is so is so complicated because we all we all are a judgment like because we see reality. So if you don't know how to draw like a nose right. Yeah, it's like oh, I know it fucking sucks, you know. It's like, yeah, but with need- design, you can be like, it's a typeface and like it's subjective, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, totally, totally. I mean, get away uh, with a lot more. Yeah, 
But I, I, I mean, when I when I look at your stuff and like the Lost Boy stuff you're doing and like the couple of Mondo things you've done and like I remember a couple of years ago when you were doing these um, uh, Akira pieces, I thought I thought that was really interesting because you've got like, you know, you've got, you know, like. I guess what you'd call your day job, like doing doing UI and, and doing film work and film design, and then like offsetting that with with like the way you're drawing. I thought that was really. I, I still think that's really cool. Like how you can like you know combine these two. Ah, thanks. Yeah, I I, I read in an interview because I was getting some more information on you, and it looked like you mm -hmm. did the same kind of thing. You did some kind of like comic. It was Event Horizon. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually do like traditional drawing well actually event horizon wasn't just my thing i kind of um i it was uh what was that it was 2002 2004 i guess um and i was hanging out on on uh mark millar um the writer who who created kick-ass and wanted and is like you know he's 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 make, he's turning a lot of his his comics into into films and he um He's he's had uh, his own form for for uh, a long time, and occasionally, like uh, other uh, comic book creators, would uh, drop in and say, like, you know, I've done this new thing. And one of them was Liam Sharp, who had been following since since the '90s, and like he's he was one of my favorite artists. Like he he started out like you know like every British artist, he gets his his rite of passage in 2000 AD. Then he went to Marvel UK. Um, I know that guy. He's cool. Yeah, met him, and and he he posted something like you know I just released like I self published an art book blah blah blah, <clears throat> and I kind of respond I responded to him in the thread and was like kind of laying into him saying like you know I love your work and it's like beautiful in the art book but the design of the book really sucks man it's like the logo <laughs> you did for like you know like Mamtor Publishing is awful and your <laughs> stuff deserves so much better yada yada yada. And then, like an hour or two later, he, I get an email from him. He's like, "I just checked out your work. You're right. I'd love you. Uh, I'd love for you to, like, you know, you should do something. I'm just starting out this like Mamtor thing and setting up this. Um, he wanted to set up Event Horizon, kind of like an anthology, doing like a. a I think the, the the tagline the tagline was like um, pop fiction for the 21st century and kind of like reinventing or like re re harnessing like the power you had from like eighties heavy metal magazine and like the French um the French um the original French version um Metal Hurlant and kind of like all the old Mobius stuff and like the weird sci fi fantasy stuff and that's kind of like how, how we how we started working together and, and um I did like an eight page story in it for um but it was all like digital illustration. It wasn't really like, you know, proper pen and ink stuff. But yeah. That's awesome. It's cool like how things lead to one another, right? I it, I, yeah. I I do the same thing. Uh, if something's bothering me or if I feel like I can do better or if like I feel like I want to try something, um, I just – I don't ask for permission. I just go and do it. And yeah. I, I think that's really great. And it's also smart of Liam. And he's when, when I got a chance to meet him at Comic-Con, he's a really nice guy. And I – Amazing. He's such a nice guy, and it was actually at dinner with him and and uh, some friends, and it, and um, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. Like, um, 
yeah, it's like Dave Gibbons was there and stuff. It was just like uh, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was like an amazing dinner. All the whole, the whole mate fire team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big thanks to Ben, my buddy Ben, who, who yeah invited us and stuff. It was really cool getting a chance to meet him and just talk about what it is that he's doing and what they're doing yeah. at Mate Fire and all that stuff, which is awesome. And hopefully, I can get them on the podcast. But it's cool to see like how it all crosses over, and it's it's interesting that you see a similarity between a lot of designers or designers that work in comics that are like yeah. wanting to be designers but don't <laughs> quite have the chops or or, or, or vice versa and I, of, yeah. I often find I, I have a big complaint against that as well like a lot of concept guys or a lot of people from opposite spectrums they have mm-hmm. horrible design sensibilities yeah. uh, at least to my opinion you know and, and so it's funny to see the opposite contrast you know and I think it's just due to time and people you know being obsessed with one craft like one part of the yeah, craft you know and, yeah. and the, all the energy it takes because obviously we both know and understand that to do anything great it takes tremendous sacrifice and energy oh, yeah you yeah know, so. and, it, and I guess it's really hard to kind of like start to 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 um to diversify if you really need to focus on one thing so yeah i guess i guess that's that that's the nice thing of just like teaming up with different people who who are really good at what they do and then like you know you just start jamming together and do something like you know you try to make something as as, as cool as it can be by you know just you doing your thing they doing their thing and and hopefully like you know that, that i mean that's that that's what a company me. is really right that's yeah. what a company is supposed to be i suppose yeah i see i mean I'm, i did some, i read, read some interviews on you i've been familiar with your work for quite some time i didn't even realize it but i've i have i have quite a few like older design books or not older but like they, they're just they've been on my shelf <laughs> for a while it's kind of funny all my design books starting to move down below as i get obsessed with art again yeah Um, but i have like a lot of the like the logo books oh yeah and and i've been a fan of ash wood's work for uh, you know ever since i've ever seen his work because it's just it had that attitude and energy as as he does himself and and i didn't realize it like you did like you worked with him on like a bunch of stuff right yeah yeah we started it was kind of like sorry it was a bit um I uh when when did we meet well we we kind of it was really it was kind of funny like typical like kind of web friendship thing we um well when I when I just just when I moved to the UK I was still um working I was I was maintaining the website for my local comic book shop in Antwerp um when I moved even when I moved to to the UK like the first year or something and <clears throat> I had this um, web link, like, you know, these are the sites you need to visit. And one of them was Ash's site. And I emailed him and said, like, you know, I'm, I made your site website of the week on my little small site um, comic book thing I'm doing. And he got back in touch and we started just chatting and, like, one thing led to another. And, and we started, like, I started doing his website. And it was just at a time when I was out of work and I didn't really have anything like really meaty in my portfolio. You just made so, a website of his? Like yeah, randomly? Basically. Was that that one with all the crazy glitchy link and like noise and stuff? Is that the one? Uh, that Buzz, was... Like, I think it's like an older one of his. I think that was version 5 by by then. I think <laughs> <laughs> the first the, the, the site first I did was for him was I think it must have been 2001. Hmm. Um, Man, awesome. And 
and yeah, he basically it was it was it was quite cool. I mean, we were uh, he was uh, if I remember correctly because he was back then when we started talking, he had just um, finished or he had left uh, Todd McFarlane's um, um, books because he was doing Hellspawn at the time. And that was kind of what, what started making, make, raising his profile. And then he, he, he left and he went to IDW and he, he, he started, um, he set up Pop Pop. And that was around the time when, when, we, when we kind of bumped into each other online and started talking and then like I, I started doing his websites. And for me, that was just like he gave me complete free reign. He was just like, you know, as long as it's cool and as long as you don't mess up my artwork too much. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's no, he's, that's, he, he's a true artist, so he really yeah, under yeah. He understands that you can't. Like with a guy like you, if I were to collaborate with you, it'd be the exact same way. I'd be like, just go for it because you do what you got to do and uh, yeah. have fun with it. You know, that's respect, though, I think, you know, so. Yeah, he was he was really cool in that and just like, you know, just do whatever you want. But, you know, I the only thing, yeah, that was basically the only thing he, he, he said, like, wh which, you know, whatever I was doing uh, for him was like, you know, just, you know, respect, respect the artwork. And, you know, that was that completely fine yeah yeah. So, yeah no you did i think I, I loved it i think you've complimented it perfectly i'm good friends with brent ash too who does a lot oh, of current yeah, design as amazing. well yeah brent is awesome he's such a great yeah. guy and it's cool to see like him in his style continuing like the lineage on it almost in a way too that you guys have kind of created but he's got his own spin on it obviously yeah know? i think it's really cool because he he was working with brent back in in the McFarlane days, because Brent yeah. was working working for McFarlane, yeah. and then he kind of came. They they kind of joined forces together again when 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 uh, Ash really started to to focus on his three A toys. Yeah. So I th yeah, I think it's really cool that they kind of like went back and like joined up again. And I think it's like it's probably like the best designed toys out there at the moment. Oh yeah, they're phenomenal. I have a couple in my office, and they're just such yeah. an inspiration <laughs> for me. Like uh, I always look at them as being the thing that I would love to someday. Not necessarily yeah. that. That's they've already owned that real estate. But it's just really inspiring, you know, and and um, yeah, just what 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 um, you know what Ash has learned from Todd, and, and same with Brent, yeah, and, and yeah. what they took because Todd is such a powerhouse. Whether you love him or you hate him, you got to agree yes. that he came through and he fucking smashed it. You know, like he did a great job with his with his uh, business and building yeah. up Spawn and building an industry, like building an empire, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, he kind of owned the industry for a while. Yeah, which is amazing, you know, and um, yeah, hats off to him. So many people hate him and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, like until you actually know the guy or you work with him, like, but you got to, yeah. I guess you got to understand, like, every everybody's hero is has got some kind of, you know, nobody nobody's perfect. We're all humans, you know. Like, no, nobody's but yeah, perfect. I think, yeah, I think now you're right. I mean, what what he did, like, you know, really set out and like build his own thing, and and without without compromises. And it, it's, you know, it's, it was, for me, it was really eye-opening as well to see, like, how Ash was, like, really, after, after a while, he was basically saying, like, you know, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it, and, you know, if you don't like it, fine. You don't, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, that's, so, that's, yeah. that feels like, I mean, I don't know the situation, but that feels like an influence from Todd, because Todd, I've read and listened and watched a lot of interviews, and, um, his kind of like fuck it, I'm going yeah. kind of attitude, and 
And um, like I said, either you respect it or not, it's whatever, you know, it is, it is what yeah. it is, you know, like, but um, yeah, if you think if you're just going to try and get work done, you know, you just put it in. And I love that you're using, like, you're using the internet. Um, you've been using the internet because you're, you've been out the UK the whole time, right? Yeah. So, so cool. You're communicating with like people that you admire and you're complimenting their weaknesses with your strengths. I, I, I'm not sure that's completely right because I know that Ash in particular is a designer as well and he, yeah. he has a good sense of design as well. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. But it's, I, I, it's, it's great that he, he works with you and trusts you and, you know, like you guys can build stuff off, which is really cool, you yeah, know. I think I, I, I think I owe a lot to him for like, you know, just giving me, giving me the platform. Cause at the time when we started working together, I was like, I'd been, I'd been working at that point. I'd been, I'd been in like the design industry for like a couple of years, but I hadn't really like, you know, made a push or made an effort to like really, I mean, when I, when I moved to the UK, I kind of, you know, I started, I'm, I met Bradley at my first job in the UK. G-Monk. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> that was your first job, and that's when you met Brad, because that was when he was kind of getting his go as well, right? Yeah, we we kind of because um, I mean, I um, I worked because I'm 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 from Antwerp in Belgium originally, and I worked in Antwerp for two years after graduating before I moved to London, and the company I moved to, um, uh, Virtual Studios, was this like fancy american.com like right at the height of like the whole the first bubble and like all the guys that were working there were kind of people whose work i've dis I discovered online like you know g monk uh you've had like uh design graphic back in the day mike young um james whiteburn trio and like all these guys were all working at the same agency which kind of blew my mind that like that concentration of of talent was like at under one roof and when i got there i was like i was pretty much nobody I didn't have my own website didn't have like i, I didn't ha have that kind of like fire driving me like all the other guys had like badly was always working like constantly <laughs> he still is he's such a beast i know and and we, I mean, that's where I kind of like got the bug of like you know just making stuff and like just they were all like the first thing the first thing they asked me uh, when I got there was what my website was. And I was like, um, I, I don't have any website, guys. And why would I? And they were like, No, no, no. That's your that's your portal, man. That's the stuff you do. You need to you need to push your work. Need to make stuff. You're a designer, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how I got like how I really got into like the whole design scene and started like you know really pushing my work. So when at that time I didn't really have anything, and it was when I met Ashley that he he kind of like you know he gave me a platform to like you know just do my work, do my stuff, and you know I I was kind of riding like his coattails so to speak because he <laughs> had like. You know, he had his audience, he he had like, you know, he was doing his stuff and he allowed me to kind of like, kind of share a little bit of that. And that kind of opened the doors um, years down the line to all the other stuff, basically. It all kind of started with him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a phenomenon. I, I really 
appreciate his work. Someday I'll get a chance to meet him and talk with him. That'd be really fun. But yeah, that's cool. I've heard great things and I just know how hard he works and, and it's cool that he's willing to share that. And that's awesome to know that you were, you were there during the the beginning stages because Popbot was a very kind of challenging, risky thing for him to do in his career. And it's cool that you were part of that. And, um, yeah, I always, I always would trip out though. You know, he was one of the first artists that I remember who had either collaborate. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a collaboration. I just was, you know, I was like in high school and I was like, all I knew is that I loved it, you know, and that's all that mattered. Right. You know, and, and I knew that there was something, there was something special about it because you'd have, you know, the stereotypical stuff that was going on with comics and stuff at that time, which, which what it was for me was there was no contrast. It was like, uh, I, I, I laughed the last time I was at the Comic-Con with a friend of mine, not like being a shithead or anything. I just looked at a whole <laughs> wall of comics yeah. and I pointed and I looked at my friend and I said, hey, which one stands out to you? And then he was like, well, none of them. And I said, exactly, because they're all noise. And, yeah. it's, you know, and when it gets too complicated, I would – and then the one that I pointed out I think was like um, – which one was it? It was a very simple cover. It was like – David Mazzucchelli's like Dark Dark Knight or something like that, where it was just kind of an artist edition or something, but it takes a ton of maturity, but to do that and to, 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 to allow minimalism and stuff. But anyway, so when I, when I was talking to him about it and and when I started really thinking about it, I felt that you and Ash had created this, this voice, this lacking of visuals that the, that it needed, you know? And, and I think that it hit perfectly, it perfectly hit me perfectly at the time too, because I think, like I said, I was in high school. I was just like, yeah, you know, woo. I've been growing up in comic stuff forever. And it was like, this is, it was designed and made perfectly for me. And I ate it all up and I bought it and all that good stuff. It's it's very cool. You know, like it's, it's really cool. And also like it, it, it gets me all super pumped up because I get a chance to like chat with you about it and stuff. To me, this is, this is history to me because it's not history, but this is like, this is special shit for me, you know, like this is my childhood. These are like special things from it that I, I, I cherish and enjoy. And, and it's cool to understand like how it all works and stuff or how it did work and stuff. And it's cool. Like you're saying now that you're, you know, we're, we're flash forward, you know, 10, eight to 10 years away or, and and then you're still busy. Fifteen. Oh, you said 2000, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 15 years. So, and so, now that you're doing it currently and you're keeping busy with it, are you finding it to be, are you dried up at all? Or is there any moment where you're just like, eh, or are you still continually like just curious and enjoying it? I remember there was a, there's a line that you said that you're like a specialist general generalist or something in one of your interviews, which I thought was great. Oh yeah. Well, when did I say that? Um, it was a perfectionism, I think interview. Oh yeah. The guy's really oh, nice. So- he does the interviews too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark. He's very cool. Give a shout out to Mark because he's he's a really nice guy. He did an interview yeah. with me way back when. No, I love Mark. He's really he's a really nice guy, and like I love what he's doing and like his little blog and everything. Yeah, he's really. Uh, it's like he's one of these people. Like you know, one day when I when I manage to get to to the other side, look back to the states and Canada is like you know on the list to visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's um yeah well. 
I could say the same too to where you're at too. So <laughs> yeah, there's so many cool people all over the place that I just want to hang out and have like yeah. drink, drinks with and chill and just talk. I could talk for the rest of my life probably and just enjoy the conversation because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much fun stuff to talk about and so many interesting yeah. things. But um, sorry, I, I lost track on it. But you said, uh, I think it was your design approach, which I, I found to be humbling and I thought well, was really cool. Um. You, you said you let your the clients or the project dictate how you approach it and then you don't necessarily like you said specifically which I agree with is you don't you're not like I only use this font kind of guy which I oh yeah 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 um hang on I need to need to think back and uh, but yeah I think uh, the, the thing I was trying to say is like and that kind of goes back to the the, the specialist generalist thing um I, I set back then because the, the the kind of work I do is like I, I kind of I have a traditional design background then went into digital but then alongside all the digital work I started to to like you know when I started working with Ash doing more print stuff and then I started to hop around like between between kind of client sectors like you know like my day job was a lot of websites for the music industry for cultural institutions and that kind of stuff and like some tech brands um and then i did like you know i did some digital illustration i did some like you know uh identity design like print design so i was i kind of tried to like you know when people ask me like you know what do you do i'm a designer what what kind of designer are you and i was like well i can't really say like i'm a web designer because then i kind of lose out i don't mention all the other stuff and when i say i'm a print designer it's like oh yeah but i also make websites kind of thing um and i've kind of like i try to look at it as like you know i'm just i'm a graphic designer and it doesn't really matter if it's aimed at like, you know, digital or print or identities or apps or whatever. Um, and I guess that's where the kind of specialist generalist thing came from because I like, you know, I'm specializing graphic design, but you know, I can, you know, I understand all the, all the, like the dots, like I know how to connect the dots between like all the, all the industries and like, you know, kind of creative disciplines in a way. Um, yeah, so now I'm. I think I'm kind of like losing track now myself. I think you're just a creative, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. I have the same kind of conundrum, and you know, like I'll be introduced to somebody, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what do you do?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know." Like Ooh. I just, I just create for a living, and my friends yeah. are like, "Dude, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like just tell them like a movie that you worked on or something. I'm like, "Yeah, that's, you know, like, like that feels people, awkward," you know? Yeah, it's like people need to know that, like little, like you know, you need to like a bite-sized thing like oh yeah i did like i designed this and they're like oh yeah now i get what you do yeah well i, I forget like working as a freelancer in my own little bubble in the creative realm yeah. like i forget that other people in the world don't do this kind of crap and they yeah. they like to have a quick like you know hey i'm a freaking technological specialist at blah 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 you know like yeah. i'm this guy that has this title for me i don't give a shit about that i just i just yeah. create and and i find I just I like to get curious about everything and learn new yeah. new, new trades and, and secrets and little things you know so, but I find that it's similar for you which I connected with and and I can see it in your work because you, you know it's like all over the place you know another thing I thought was kind of cool and funny is did you just change your website again you, you change your website a lot huh um well I haven't really updated my website properly since 2011 um I do I, like, hello the hello one. Yeah, yeah. 
Hello Miller. Maybe I was, must have looked at something else then. Well, I've got like a, I'm 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 more I'm spending much more time now updating my Tumblr blog than my actual website. Ah. Um, I kind of like the the thing I did like I I, I went like properly full-time self-employed in, in 2011 okay. and I pulled down my, my existing website back then because it was kind of like a list of uh, my own work, the work I did at the agencies I, I worked at and I kind of wanted to have a fresh start and like come out as like, you know, as, as a proper design studio but I didn't want to show like all the other work that I've done at other studios Yeah, and then just work caught up with me and I never had the chance and always going like oh yeah next year in like a couple of months I'll do it and it's like I'm still working on it <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those it's like, things right it's a son of a yeah. bitch that's why I like using these um like uh like Squarespace or Cargo yeah. Collective or even Tumblr like it's just a way it's it's just a new way of conveying things I yeah. think you're even mentioning how you use Twitter and, and how it's changed the way you interact with people as well. Yeah. I mean, it has to, right? Cause it's a hundred yeah, characters yeah, yeah. or, or Instagram, you know, like, um, but I, the thing that I like and the same with G monk. And I think that the three of us are and many people have a lot of the similarity is there's a lot of, I don't know if it knows that the word hustler is, is the right word, but we oh, hustle yeah. like we're yeah. constantly, well, you have to, right? Like you have yeah. to, you have to keep, you know, food on the table and you got to keep yeah. things going and keep people aware of who you are and, keep people excited and curious as well. And, and I think sharing that, you know, like I'm big on sharing the process as yeah. I, as I can see you do as well. Mm. How much do you think that helps you? Does that attract like clients do you think, or is that more attract like designer fans, which then lead you to go around and speak about design and stuff like that? You mean like sharing stuff or? Like, yeah, you like, have, you share like a lot of like your sketchbooks and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, which I think is great because I love to see the process because I'm very similar. Like I approach design as an artist, you know, yeah. and, I, and I start with a sketchbook first. I never go to the computer. You know, oh, no, first. yeah. But a lot of people do. It's just, it's interesting to hear that the different processes, you know, things. But no, I, I still, yeah, I still try to, to get that um, like kind of actual physical thing um before before i go digital but then i just like a couple of like a couple of weeks ago i bought my first wacom tablet and i'm trying to i kind of want to start using that more and trying to like you know start sketching digitally just to see like what the difference would be and like how it would change um like the way i work but i still get that urge to just start like you know doodling in a sketchbook and like grab a pencil or like a real pen yeah um, oh. i have a hard time with it i even have like a cintiq and i still mm. i still demand my like my, my artistic yeah. self is like fuck this like go grab the sketchbook yeah I, there's just something about i don't know like even getting out of my office and just sitting downstairs and, and just drawing yeah. on the kitchen table or changing the settings so that i can unplug and Mm. Or even like when I'm in bed, before I go to bed, just like writing out all these things. But I love having that f tactile, physical thing. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. My sketchbooks suck. They're filled with just like, <laughs> I, <laughs> if people looked at my finished work and then they looked at that, they wouldn't even think it was the same person. They might think it belongs to like a four-year-old or something. <laughs> so. <laughs> but that's what I that's what I think it's supposed to be, though. So. Yeah, it is. But I don't know. Maybe whatever. But Like Google's and like 
typefaces and whatever were yeah. mixed with like grossly grocery lists and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, I I know that that's one thing that is brought up a lot in conversation with other designers or mm-hmm. beginning designers and stuff. And I I find it is in, is is a hundred percent important to, to present your work properly and um yeah and i'm seeing you using all the same resources as me and i find it to be i think it's cool you know like gmunk does the same you know he's got the tumblr he's got the, uh, the instagram the twitter i mean it's a freaking full-time job you know if you really think about yeah, it so. it's, I, I think it's really weird because i always like ever since ever since i started like proper in the industry i always made a po- well, i mean when i when i moved, i kind of Kind of think like I, I I kind of started in the industry in '98, but it was around 2000 that I when I moved to London that I really felt like now I'm properly starting. I got like my own website and everything, and I always made a point of it. Like you know, I have to have a professional looking website and like show my work in all the best ways and like whatever. But then since I pulled down my website in 2011 and I started like just working and updating stuff piecemeal like you know i tweet i put stuff on instagram put stuff on facebook um and i started i started using my 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 tumblr blog as like you know proper blog and just like put stuff up and on my my main side is just like i kind of keep updating it it's just like a a strip of images yeah which i think is great but yeah it's like i've up till now, I I I didn't I haven't felt the need since since 2011 till now to like you know that not having a full site with like case studies and like 20 different like sh- uh, 20 different shots of of uh, of a book at every conceivable angle or like close up details and all that stuff that it doesn't really like it doesn't really harm me not having all that stuff. Yeah. I'm probably I probably will have all that stuff again because I kind of like making stuff like that, and I don't really want to like you know I've 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 got a cargo account and everything and it's like it's it would be really easy to just like use something like that but then because I've got like I've got a background in in like web design and everything and I do know how to do uh, front end coding and, and, and CSS and all that. So I kind of want to really, I want to hand code and build my own site instead of falling back on, on, on like, you know, a template or like a, a, a preset system, Sure. which obviously means that I'm just never going to get to it. And it's yeah, okay. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I kind of want to just keep tinkering with it because I don't want to lose that, that kind of, that skill set. It's kind of like keeping those muscles warm. Sure. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, f- I find it interesting to be able to use those because I don't come from the CSS and understanding mm-hmm. web. Like, I took some web stuff when I was in college, and I just it was like, "Fuck this!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't for me because I have like low attention span, and you know, my hats off to you for being into it. I think you have to have a particular way of thinking in order to really engage with it properly um i did love flash though i really love flash that was fun like this the program flash i think it was like adobe flash back then yeah it was just like cell animation like tweening and stuff and yeah that was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun but i i don't know like um as far as like time now and and everything 
um, perhaps you could start with something and then just customize it. That's what we did when we did the website. Like Andrew and Patrick, they yeah. they built the website for the podcast and they did a lot of like custom stuff to make it. So it no, was, that looks really nice. And every time I see something like that, I think like, well, you know, maybe yeah, it is possible. Sure. And I always like kind of <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm a, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to that. That's good though, as we should be, right? I think that's. Yeah. That's one thing with design that I feel bad about. Like my friends give me shit about it. Like if I don't like it, I fucking hate it. And it's like there's well, yeah, design. I it, yeah, either don't like it or I like it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you the same way for you? Um. Yeah. I think I kind of. No, I think it still is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's still quite black and white. But then it kind of like it makes you critical of your own stuff as well. I think. Sure, as you should be to a certain yeah. degree until you're self-destructive and then it becomes horrible. <laughs> but yeah, how do you manage that? Because I have a hard time with that. You know, self-destruction or balancing those things. Um, I don't know. I never really, never really thought about it that in that way. Um. I guess because I try to do to do as many different things as possible to kind of I, I think it helps it, for me it keeps things fresh if I can if I can work on on like a lot of different things at the same time or like you know just hop around in different like different fields um I just did um up till the end of June I was working I was working for Samsung like doing pure digital stuff and then it, it just like you know it reaches kind of a boiling point at, at one stage where where I think like you know now I've got enough I'm like you know this pro- the project's finished I'm going to I'm going to walk and then I can like you know dive into something else and like the whole summer I've pretty much been um outside of one one client uh was another digital project I've been like basically working on comics full time that's awesome and and I guess I wouldn't be surprised in like a couple of months um maybe sooner i kind of get the itch again and think like well you know i want to do something digital again or like you know do something outside of comics um and then i love how how i can kind of like you know feedback the stuff i learn doing one thing back into the other yeah as as i think that's how that's what you should be doing though is like Mm -hmm. one thing inspires the other which then you become your own inspiration you know yeah rather than rather than riffing directly off of other influences you know yeah yeah it's like you become your own kind of feedback loop, but that gets dangerous too though, right? Yeah, because you don't have any outside <laughs> reference. <laughs> and then you just repeat yourself and then it oh, becomes yeah. like an issue. But no, that's but cool. That's, that's, yeah, but that's the cool thing about like, you know, all the, the, the comic book stuff I'm doing. It's never in isolation. I mean, I'm sitting here alone, but I've got like this network of people I'm working with and they'll just like, you know, if it, if it sucks, they'll tell me. Um and you know if you <laughs> if you put something on twitter or whatever um you get immediate feedback like oh dude this isn't but yeah yeah people definitely that's an interesting thing too i find was with mm. um judging thing off the internet or judging things off of people's approach to things you know like yeah. i talk about the the psychological approach to the whole likes you know the one click effort oh, yeah. you know like and how what that really translates to physical tactical like money mm. you know <laughs> like somebody that likes your stuff might not you know like somebody that is willing to click a mouse onto a button once yeah. is is possibly so, likely to support you financially but might not you know and it's always it's always yeah. interesting 
it's that's the really weird thing like finding that finding that balance because yeah especially on like some of the commercial projects i'm working on or have worked on they all kind of rely heavily on that like you know how many likes does it get <laughs> how, how popular is it and like you know how can we convert these likes into whatever ticket sales or um whatever financial gain can we get out of like you know a facebook like or a retweet or whatever yeah then the success of of of, of work gets measured at the amount of social interaction you get but for the same amount of Time. like i mean it can be like a 15 year old kid who doesn't who who needs to ask for pocket money from his parents and just sit there and like like stuff and you know maybe <laughs> maybe that person grows up to be like um an exec in an ad agency 20 years down the line and then it'll call you and then <laughs> yeah okay that's a good but, way of looking you know, at it yeah. it's, it's kind of like i think it's i think there's part of it is i guess there is a bit of ego and vanity involved sure to just like you know see that response from people but i guess it does kind of i mean personally speaking i guess in 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 some ways like being online on all these channels it it does give you an audience and and you know you never know who might see it yeah so i think that for me, and I think the same for you, is just mm. getting it out there uh, on the feeds and uh, becoming part of the noise, I guess, is just part yeah. of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know I know some designers and some artists that really, they shy away from it and they're very, you know, quiet about what they do. And yeah. and that's cool. I don't know how they pay the bills. Uh, that's awesome. It is, uh, it is a weird thing because, you know, at, at, at some stage yeah you you do you are a part of the noise but then like if you're not like people like you know yeah like you say it's really hard to like people almost take it for granted that you know it's not even it, it's not as much as like you know having having a, a proper website anymore but you need to like you know people people expect you to be on twitter on <laughs> on, on all these channels to like where they don't have to like deviate from yeah because i think like a lot of people it's really interesting to kind of compare platforms like, you know, see how Facebook or Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, how these, how, how people react to, to stuff you post. And you kind of, you're almost forced to actually like post the same thing over and over again, just to, to make sure everyone sees it because people on Tumblr won't necessarily go to Facebook or vice versa. And yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's, it, it's a weird thing. It's unfortunate. It's kind of a weird, it's a weird byproduct of the yeah. way, I think it's because this stuff is moving so fast too. It's, mm. it's hard to really keep up and, and, um, you know, the attention span of everybody's exactly is getting smaller and, and then it's about like who you're trying to approach and stuff. And then, you yeah. know, all that stuff. This is like what we're talking about. I think is more about like the finite details of, 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 of an aspect of, of, of a freelance creatives professional yeah. life, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know, instead of if if you're working at a company, which is which is just cool if you if you want that security, but at the company they're just like instead of you posting up stuff to the Tumblr, you're just going to like your you know your boss or somebody and saying like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, and yeah, and then instead of like just emailing it hint to him, you like print it out and put it on his desk, you know, so make sure he gets yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> same same kind of thing. It's just a different 
way of getting it out there. Yeah. I, I, what do you think of like the power of the internet now with all these like social feeds? Do you think it's too fucked up now, or is it, is um, it even better? Or because you like you're saying you've been around with like the forums and stuff. I remember like when DeviantArt first started. You know. Like, oh yeah. I've never. I have. I have an account, but I never posted anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Liam. Liam always. Liam always. Liam Sharp always tried to get me on DeviantArt, and he was like, because he's like a. He's power a big user. advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I never like that, that was that was back when we when we were doing um, all the mentor stuff, and I was like, well, what am I gonna post? Like, just type and like design. Like everyone else is just doing like all these incredible art pieces. No one's gonna look at my stuff, but um, I I don't mind it. I I I do like it. I kind of like. I guess if you're if you're um, if if you don't really consciously step away from it you kind of grow into it and grow up with it yeah um and when i think i I kind of i think i kind of came to um to the internet quite late in in um 19 i I got my first computer in 97 or 98 Mm. i think and then only got online like in in college and like slowly like kind of got into it but then once i got hooked in, in in into like the whole ecosystem and just like discover like the world out there and like just start making friends internationally and and, and like you know see the work and i think like the the whole communication and sharing aspect of of of, of the internet and like or and, and what it's going to turn into eventually i don't know but you don't have any guesses. I think I have a couple of guesses, but yeah, but it's like yeah, <laughs> I know. I I sometimes do do these things for like you know computer arts and creative block and like what's the future? What's the web gonna be like next year? And it's like um, it's probably gonna be the same as this year, but <laughs> a bit faster. A bit sure. Like, well, one year away isn't too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, thinking like a decade or something. You know? I don't know. It's like you know, could you? If you if you if you were you in like to the year two thousand or two thousand and four, would you be able to k- predict what what would would happen like today? Would you be able to predict like iPhones and iPads and apps and? Yeah, I did. I had some ideas about what it would be. I I remember telling smarty pants. No, no, not to be like you know like that at all. I just I'm oh. curious and stuff. You know, like I remember telling a group of my friends. I was like, yeah, you know, eventually because we we're talking about music and stuff, and I was yeah. like, eventually there's going to be this instrument or there's going to be this thing that's going to scientists are going to figure out a way of and perhaps it's just my my love of science fiction and, and my love yeah. of science and i'm constantly obsessed with it but um it's just you know educated guess is just connecting two things you know so but I, what i was saying is that it's possible um that there's going to be this thing that's going to basically create music generate music based off human emotion and it's gonna great. It's and it's not too difficult to understand. I mean, look at like pop music. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's engineered to like alter your personality, oh. like your alter alter your uh, your sensation. I mean, look at look, look at like the the phenomena of, of like dubstep, for example, like electron- yeah. like heavy electronica. It's like it's it's almost like the current hardcore. You know, like it's yeah. it's it's hardcore music without like guitars. Basically, it's the new age yeah. of that. But anyways, I was saying that, and um, you know, like it's it's you can you can almost say like Spotify is kind of is in is in a way it's engineered yeah. and it and it helps you find things to adjust your mood, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, I, I don't know as far as the internet is concerned, though. I just feel 
that there's going to be a metaverse there's going to be you know you know like i bring up the book a lot called uh ready player one have you heard of that book um uh, no it's pretty fun you might like it i don't know if you're into like virtual reality and stuff like that but yeah yeah it's like a obviously a fictional film or a fictional book, but um, yes. <clears throat> it's pretty cool. Uh, but I think that guy kind of has it right. He's his his mind is in the right space, and I think Snow Crash is another one that I need to get into huh? as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it, because I I think for being using the internet, because like I don't think that you and I uh, would. I mean, maybe maybe we would. I'm not sure, but we would have a harder time surviving without the internet. You know, the internet is is our connection to the world yeah. you know like uh-huh. it's this day and age we're we're we're, we're benefit we benefit off of these oh, resources yeah, totally. significantly yeah. you know and the world itself is changing things are getting smaller but they're also getting bigger at the same time mm-hmm. yeah. but i like to li- i like to look at it and think of it constantly as just you know realizing that it's a huge impact on myself and my career because it is you know and use it as a resource of yeah of good basically and stuff so but yeah, I don't know. I just, Random yeah. tangent, but no. I, I mean, I, I, I can't. I mean, there's so many things that could happen. Like you know how how the internet might evolve. But the thing is, like, I, I think we're at a stage now that you know pretty much anything that we would come up with now would probably be able to happen, regardless. So it's like saying, like, you know, there won't be any internet anymore. It'll all be like, you know, we'll all be like connected by, you know, it'll be all be implants or whatever. Or, um, you know, we'll go, we'll go like, which we kind of already, that's the thing. Like, um, you know, the scene in Minority Report where, you know, Tom Cruise goes to the mall and like he gets like all these imprints based on his like. um, His his, likes. Yeah, his ocular implants, and they go like, oh, add here, add there, you might like this. And then you look now, we have like, you know, iPhone. And it's all like, it's it's already going that way, but it's like not necessarily in your eyeball, but I mean, it's close enough. Yeah, it's just as intrusive and, and annoying. I mean, yeah. they're going to figure it out eventually. Oh, yeah. Like the whole marketing thing and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, they're going to have to figure out a way if, because if not, there's going to be a lot of people without jobs and, and, and the yeah. way that, the way that people get things and consume things is going to change significantly. And, you know, people like to manipulate people and it's all propaganda kind of stuff, you know, like, I, I don't know, like you can have your own stand on it, but like, that's the whole, the whole thing with like trying to push people to buy stuff that they don't need. It just, yeah. it's just whack, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, you know, like who, who's to say that it's not, you know, and, and, you know, somebody might say that comics are crappy and not to buy those, you know? So it's also, oh, I guess it's subjective, you know? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I don't know. What's your whole take on like, uh, how comic books are kind of being this, uh, and it has been for a while, but they're kind of taking the storm and readapted to the film. Like and they're 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 kind of becoming this. I think you said it perfectly. Like there's a guy, he grows up reading X Men, and then he grows up, and then he becomes like the executive producer of Marvel or something. You yeah. Know? Or or he like he's 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 like the executive producer at Universal, and he's like yeah or whatever a Fox or something. He's like this is my favorite comic book all my life. I wanted to make this. Now I have the chance yeah. to do it. And and it's I I feel like basically it's like the baby comic boomers you know like coming exactly. out you know yeah that's what I look at it as so. yeah I think I think yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there it's it's really like you know but it's like you can kind of see these waves of um, 
you know, we're at this stage now that people like, you know, our age and a little older who, who like, you know, fanboys who kind of grew up with this stuff and now they're like in a position to kind of, you know, get all this stuff. And, and, and I guess we're at a stage as well where technology has caught up with everything and, and we can actually like make a film where we can make a guy look like he's flying convincingly. And, and, and um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, what do you think that is? What do you think of that though? Do you like any of these new films? Do you think that they do the original justice? Do you think that nothing can? Like, what's your take on it? What's it? What's, what's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, what's your take on it, basically? Um, I guess as a, as a, as a pure fanboy, as like, you know, the little kid in me that grew up reading comics and everything, I think it's amazing. And I love all that, all, like like all the, 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 the kind of the resurgence into like, you know, comic book films, like a lot of sci-fi as well, I guess. But, um, like primarily all the, the, like all the comic book movies they're doing now. And like, I think what Marvel is, what Marvel has managed to do, I think I'm trying to, trying to look at it like outside of like, you know, just being a comic book fanboy and, and like kind of, working on the peripheries of the comic book industry. But I think what they've done and what they're doing is incredibly clever because they managed to, to, to take what works in like, you know, in the Marvel universe specifically where you had like, you know, you've got like hundreds of series and every character has like, you know, its own like kind of little world, but then, you know, one month you can have like Spider-Man is a guest star in the Avengers or vice versa. And you got like, you know, as a kid growing up reading these stories, that was really exciting. And I think what they, what, what Marvel managed to do with their, when they set up their film studio is to kind of capture that magic and like work out, like translate that system, like how it would work in the comics and work it into, in, into, um, a movie into a film scenario and actually taking their time like you know when when did iron man came out like seven years ago now the first one yeah it's gonna it's bug so me good. i'm gonna google right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean they took they really took their time between the first iron man and by the time avengers came out and they really said like you know we're gonna just you know we'll kind of take a calculated risk and tell the stories and drop these hints and have like, you know, launch a new series like the publishing, like, like they would do in, 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 in publishing. And then they'll do like the big crossover at the end. And I think that from, from like looking at it from a, as a fan and as kind of like someone who hopefully kind of knows how, how comic book, comic book works, comics work. Um, I think that's really clever. And I think that's that's what you see, where you know when Marvel had to sell off their uh, Spider-Man and, and X-Men franchises, and like at the turn of the century, you don't really see. I mean, X-Men is kind of hit and miss, but um, I th yeah, I really like what 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 Marvel's doing, and I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, as a, as a popcorn summer blockbuster, I thought that was pretty much perfect. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't end up seeing. It. I, I've heard. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard, and I, I try not to listen to what people say, anyways. But um, yeah, I've I've heard some people love it, and some people didn't like it. And most of the time, most of it though, everybody seems to really enjoy it. 
it's yeah, I, think it's, I mean yeah i think as long as you're not taking it seriously or you're exactly. not trying to take it seriously um it's just the context of things you know and how people present them and the mood of people and you know it's so hard with movies you know it's it's with comic books i think is different obviously our books in general design books art books whatever like yeah. if you own it you can have multiple passes on it so you can be in a good mood or a bad mood and then you can watch it again or whatever but when a movie in a theater it's, it's kind of challenging because you get okay. one you get one pass at it yeah and uh yeah it's not the easiest thing it's a very interesting i don't know i was just watching this documentary uh with uh paul thomas anderson when he was making uh magnolia the film magnolia and yeah. and just watching his stress and his and, and just oh, yeah. like how how tattered he became through the process and how almost insane he became and i've noticed that a lot with a lot of directors and I was thinking to myself, like, man, I wonder in the future when when people are able to like simulate things and and create mm. create films. Basically, it's almost like really shitty, you know, like really shitty mocap, like mograph yeah. stuff, like <laughs> with like the shitty bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. Imagine being able to be like, oh, I'll like just grab a simulation, run simulation from this thing, and and then cut it to this, and I could change the camera from here and move to there, yeah. and and imagine when people can actually manipulate and make movies inside like a virtual space, you know, like that's, I wonder if that's going to alleviate a lot of things. And then a part of me was like, nah, you kind of need all that. You need them to die for it. Basically. That's how you make good art. And I was like, Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Part of me thinks that you have to though, you know, some of the best shit that I love is like from guys having the hardest time doing it, you know? Yeah. Or gals, you know, you, is that something that goes through your mind as well when you're working on, on like film stuff? uh like it's challenging yeah, yeah. but you, you know the thing you just said like you know when you go see a movie you basically as as an audience member you have one pass you kind of like you know you go see the movie and that's it and it's not like you can just like keep buying tickets to go see it again and again and again until it comes like you know it becomes available as a download or something but um you know do you, is that something that when 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 you're working on 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 design and film is that something that you think about like you know it has to be like you know like people need to get it at the first time they watch it i don't treat people stupid like that's one thing i don't know if that's we are getting at but no i think no no, no it's um, not 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 stupid. I'm sorry. I was I was I think I was commenting on part of the question that you're asking. But no, when I work in films, it's all it's you know how it is. Like every project's different. You know, like yeah. it's it's like a relationship. It's completely mm. bespoke to that exact thing that you're after, and and each yeah. task is completely different. Um, most of the time, no, not really. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's challenging for me if I'm watching a film. Like, uh, I'm, I don't watch a film like a normal person. I don't think at all because I'm digesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm digesting like everything: the way the edit, the way the actor hit, how many times it probably took the actor to hit that scene, and then like the camera angle and the time of day, and you know the grip and all that stuff. And yeah. I'm thinking about everything, and I usually have to watch a film like four or five times to really to really actually watch it because I take yeah. every every viewing in pieces and stuff. But mm. Uh, no, but as far as working on them, no, I don't know. You know, it's just yeah. challenging. I think it's just pertains to the actual project and yeah. the mood, you know, you know how it is, you know, you're trying yeah. to capture a mood or the feeling, uh, yeah. the sensation, the energy, you know, like whatever the director's after, if the director is more of like a, a simplistic person that doesn't care about all the details and they yeah. let, a, they let us play and then it's like, you know, you just do whatever and if they're happy, then you just keep pushing on, you know? Yeah. But you know how it is, though. And, yeah. and one thing I read that was kind of cool and I didn't realize, too, is that your 
your parents are also creative types as well, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Did that really, was that a big influence? Does that, that kind of like was art and creating art and all that stuff? I mean, I remember you said your dad introduced you to comics kind of in the beginning, mm. which is really cool. Um, I, I find that um, being being in that house, kind of supportive artistic household mm-hmm. really helps. I, I know some people, unfortunately, that have a hard time because their family doesn't understand them or isn't supportive. Yeah. And, I, and I know that for guys like us that, and I'm just guessing, that come from this kind of supportive environment, yeah, uh, it really helps. You know, it just it's, oh, it's yeah. less wasted energy, basically. Like, mm. fuck, dad. Like, I don't want to play football. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to draw all day. Rather, you know, instead of having that all that energy, you're just you're just you know, hey, I'm just gonna draw today. Like, yeah. cool, go draw because we're drawing too. Yeah, my, my, well, both my parents were were um, interior designers, and um, and and uh, my mom's brother, he's an architect. My cousin, he's a sculptor. My brother is doing. My brother is working in three D. Mm. He's a, he's like a three D designer. Like you know, um, um, he works in like the automotive industry. Um, so yeah, we kind of like my brother and I grew up in 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 this atmosphere of like constantly being bombarded with like design and design books, and I'd spend a lot of time in, of in my childhood. Um, I'd be, I'd be hanging out in my dad's studio and, and like, you know, he had a spare desk. So I'd be sitting there like drawing and like coloring in like Sesame street magazine things. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. My daughter does that in my office. I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's, it's, I mean, it was, I bet that you, you must get kind of like the same kick of like, you know, seeing, seeing your kid growing up in a kind of like slowly pushing, like you know you should check this out you should try this what do you think about that and <laughs> my 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 dad was like you know he grew up um he kind of grew up in the 50s and the 60s so he he was really in like the whole sci-fi pulp magazine thing like you know he'd go to the movies and watch stuff like um fantastic voyage and and, and <laughs> you know um, you had to use your imagination a lot with those too. Yeah, so yeah, fun. and so he he would kind of like you know he 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 start to drip feed me that kind of stuff, and he like one day I think I was six or seven he bought me my first um, Spider Man comic and at that time I was already reading a lot of like you know Belgian and French comic books like you know Tintin that kind of stuff like every mm-hmm. every every Belgian kid grows up on that, but. It was like when he started bringing home comic books, it was like, oh, my God, what is this? I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Um, and that kind of got me that, – that basically got me hooked. But and, and like, you know, while I was growing up, like getting into my, my, my teenage years, I was really like set on becoming a comic book artist. And I would like, you know – as, as my pocket money increased, I kept buying more and more comic books. And like, especially in the early nineties when like the whole image boom happened and, and, yeah. uh, that's the, I was like, in my, how, how old was I? Must've been 18, between 80 and 20 years old. 
and and I was dead set on making comics. And I was just like trying to weasel comics into anything I was doing, like you know, in, in art college, uh, design college. And my dad, I had like endless arguments with him because he was always saying like you know, it's much more than comics. Like you know, look at this and like you know, there's design and like whatever. But yeah, <laughs> like he he was he was happy for he was happy to see me and my brother do like you know creative stuff. Um, I think he would have been like not too happy if I went to go like, yeah, I'm going to go into accounting or like, I'm going to be like, you know, do something like completely unrelated to like, you know, the arts or design. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in a way it was kind of the obvious thing for us to do because we it became like, you know, it's almost as, 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 um, you know, it, it came, it was like, like breathing air almost because it was everywhere. It was like books and, and design left, right and center. Yeah. You have a really awesome book collection. I think we have like this, do you have like Ikea shelves or no? Um, I, I used to, but um, I got the special ones. We no. um, in, 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 in my office, I've got, when we, when we moved into our house, they had like the wall, like I'm facing my desk had like built-in shelves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of it. Shelves. And it was just like perfect to like put everything in there. So I got all my comics on the left, which was um, which was my wife's idea because I had them all in long boxes up to that point. Oh yeah, it helps to see yeah. them. And um, and and she was like, "There's not going to be any boxes in the house. Like, put them in the shelves." And I was like, "No, <laughs> sunlight is going to ruin them." It's like, ah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so you so, put them on the left, though. Hopefully, the sun doesn't yeah. hit them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking at a picture of you right now. It looks you have all the zero stuff on the floor, and uh, I can see like there's comics and stuff. I'm spying on your shit, dude. Oh no! Uh, I can see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like how tidy and clean you keep your space too. I'm big on that as well. I can't work when my shit's all over the place. Like it drives no. me nuts. No. Yeah, I have to have like everything organized in its place. I find that's kind of bad though because when a when all my books are cl- nice and clean and put away i don't want to like touch them because i'm like yeah so it's kind of stupid actually so so every once in a while i'll i'll pull some books out and just leave them on my desk just to fuck myself yeah <laughs> it's Me it's kind of stupid I, I don't even know what my problem is but yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I i dig that you're a big fan and appreciator of books i find uh um, I talk about this a bit with Ben Hibben too. We talked about our love of yeah. books and collecting things and having that tactile in- interaction with things. I feel like the current generation with people that are growing up in the digital age is it's not as strong, but I still feel that there's probably always going to be that draw towards something physical as long as we are actually physically living in a physical space, you know? Yeah. Uh. But um, yeah, you have a lot of books. Is there some books that you, I get this, I get asked this a lot. And since we both do design, maybe we could talk a little bit more about design and design influences and design books. Because Uh one topic in general that people like talk, ask me about more than anything else is grids. Yeah. Do you use grids? Are you into grids at all? Um, I, um, (laughs) yes. No, no, I am. I am. But I do. I I try to be I don't try to be like, you know, super Swiss about it and be like, you know, I only use these grids that, you know, that yeah. um were handed down through history and these are like the classic ways to do it. I kinda <laughs> like the fuck grids and kinda like, you know, do do different stuff with it. But 
Um, I yeah, I think I, I'm I'm kind of developed into into like you know being really um, kind of clean and organized. But then I kind of, I, I I do like on all all the zero stuff is just free form. Yeah, yeah, so, I can tell um, you're having fun. And, with it. And, and I do, although there's there is a logic to it. I mean, I keep it's not just like I'll just drop this here and be like all. Like you know, kind of grungy and 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 random, random on it for, on on purpose. But I do. Um, I think when it comes to to my own my own stuff. So like, I mean, I've just been designing like new business cards, and just because I want it, no one no one hands. I always print business cards. It takes me years to get through them. <laughs> I do. I just do. Designing like, for yourself is the hardest thing. Yeah. But then you know, and, and like uh, with 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 my with my my own website as well, I really go super minimal and like super strict on on like you know grids and and just try to work out the logic. But I do, I do love to kind of you know flip between being like you know doing super clean design and then just go go nuts and and do something completely different, like very very almost free form. Yeah, I think that's one one thing that um, David Carson was able to do. Mm. He was able to break a lot of conventions and and, yeah. uh, and upset a lot of people, which is great too. Because I always say, when you're loved and hated at the same time, you're doing something right, you know. And I think yeah. that he was doing it perfectly, and and it's cool to see his influences on myself. And I don't know if you ever were influenced by him. I mean, oh, I, imagine I probably. ripped him off so much in college. <laughs> well, everybody did, especially when you were young. It was. I think for me, when I was in college and I, when I saw his work, I was like, ah, okay, I can connect with this because I don't know design yet, but I know how to make yeah. a mess. And so, yeah. and, but, he, but the cool, the cool and different thing about him and you, you, you knew his work in comparison yeah. to anybody else's because he actually did know design and he understood yes. how to, how to manage That's, chaos. Yeah. And that was the beauty of it. And that's what I find in really great artists as well, is they can take the most simplest thing and, and, and convey the image perfectly yeah. with just the most minimal thing. Even if it's grungy or complex, they just manage to tell you exactly what they're trying to go after. Yeah. Which, which is, which, that's what makes a really great artist to me. That's when I really go like, fuck, this is great. You know, like this makes sense. It really works, you know. But yeah, but that's the thing. They know, they know it's kind of like you know in order to break the rules you know you need to know the rules kind of thing i think it's 100 percent important and i think when we talk about grids i think that's almost in reference to understanding anatomy yeah you know it's 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 the structure upon which things oh yeah, yeah. rest you know and, and 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 i love grids personally i think grids are really great i have a couple of friends that are absolutely obsessed with them they use like calculators and shit to put yeah. all their stuff into like indesign and they're really, really heavily into it, and I love it. But that's I appreciate it so much, just as much as I appreciate a dude that's really into like drawing anatomy. Yeah. But I appreciate it to the point with my own career and my own style enough to be like, that's great, and that belongs over there. But yeah. like, I like to be right in the middle, kind of like yeah. what you're saying. I'm kind of in the gray zone because I like to fuck shit up, make things break the grid and and stuff. Yeah. That's but, what I think. That's when 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 interesting stuff starts to happen. When you kind of when you tr not really, where you're not really that slavishly following. You know what what is expected. What the expected solution would be. Yeah, I think so. I think that's when you're really. 
I think that's when you're really pushing something, you know? Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, it's all it's both ways, you know, really. It's all subjection. That's what makes it so funny. Yeah. Uh, once, I don't know if it's the same for you, but once I try to cling to something being like, okay, that's what it is, and then yeah. all of a sudden it changes, you know? I think even somebody referred the same thing to, like, martial arts and like UFC for example like one guy will come in and he's like a really good karate like executor and he does and he just fucking knocks out dudes and beats them up and then everybody's like it's all about karate like train karate and then another guy (laughs) comes in he's like he's really good at Muay Thai kickboxing and he he cut and everybody's like it's this you know and I think it's very much the same thing with art and at least popular art or art that's in the public eye and the public Mm. perception I think it's kind of this similar a yeah. similar thing. At least that's what I think. But yeah, it's very interesting, you know, but that's cool that you're a Carson fan as well. I find, I find that a lot of dudes that are into Carson's work, um, you know, they, we all secretly wish we were him when he was doing uh, this thing, you know, <laughs> I, I did, I did really, I mean, we got like, my friends and I, when we were in college, we got introduced to his work through like an external uh, lecturer who was like, oh, have you guys heard of Raygun? And we were like, what, toys? And he's like, no, no, it's a magazine, blah, yeah, blah, blah. This guy, Carson, is doing doing like amazing stuff on it. And so we, we like just ran out, tried to find it. Like he, he just published his first book. Um, our teachers hated it because they were really like, no, no, Helvetica and Gil Sands and Grids and <laughs> you know modernist design and 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 we were like, no, 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 it all has to be like you know just buy letter set packs and like grunge fonts and like break stuff and I I'd be like I was copying his work almost on everything I did and like all my friends called me out for it and like <laughs> like my, my I failed a few projects as well because the, the ripoffs were so badly done is like no no this is just bad <laughs> but, but then but then I never really I mean I don't think I I I I'm kept following his work in such a way as like, you know, as kind of like a, a, a measure to the stuff I was doing, because I think pretty much straight after college, I started to rediscover like more, I started to rediscover like Swiss design and, and, and um, I kind of started to recall all the design books I was reading when I was a kid in my dad's studio. And it was all like very like 60s, 70s, like American modernism, um, all that stuff. And I think that was like, you know, where I, where I, I kind of started to veer, veer towards instead of like doing grungy bits. But then I still do like, you know, a lot of the zero stuff. Um, I still like to kind of, you know, play around with that. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, I think you said it perfectly too. Like you'll go and, and focus on one thing and then, and then you get the, the craving to do the other and then yeah. the journey that you took from that going to that one destination gives you inspiration for exactly. taking over yeah. to the next thing. And and I think that keeping it well man like managed and balanced, I think yeah. that's really because I find if I'm sitting and drawing too much, then I go mm. like oh, I miss design, and then I'll just go and design until like five yeah. in the morning, like one day, and I'll just design for like twenty hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go, all right, I hate design. Back to drawing, and then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but I think it's important um, creatively for anybody that's doing this stuff. I think it's important if you're going to run a marathon to um, adjust yourself and try different things yeah. as you go through it. Wouldn't yeah. you say? I think it helps, you know. 
It does, yeah. But I think, um, and this is one of the one of the things I really like to to try and do in my work. And I, I, I I'm not sure if if you'd feel the same way, but I kind of see like the similarity in like you know in film and TV design. Um, like you, um, you know, as a designer, I try not to be. I think we we you kind of mentioned it early on when we started chatting about you know, not being a slave of one type of designer, like, you know, I don't use just one font for everything. And I think, I kind of think, I see that in like, you know, like the work you do and, and like film, film design in general and motion broadcast design in general is that like designers need to be like super flexible and, and, um, versatile in like, you know, what kind of visual languages they speak and, and, you know, be able to like, you know, tell a story in all these different kind of voices and, and styles and, and, um, uh, and, 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 you know, pace yourself differently for each kind of project. And I think that's where, you know, I, I kind of tried to do the same thing with design, like, you know, hum, jump from, you know, doing something digital, which might be like super clean, super minimal, then do comics, which is like, you know, really loud and, you know, really hyper, hyper color. Um, and then go back to something like, you know, something really fine type, type led. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of like, you know, that keeps everything fresh. I agree. I think even though good balance is something that really helps, you know, and trying mm. different things, you know, outside of all this art and stuff and, um, what else do you, like, are you into, 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 into anything else other than design and art? Or is this kind of like your everything all day long? You know? <laughs> it's pretty much everything all day long. Yeah. You don't, you don't have, um, like a physical thing that you do. Cause I find that to be really important as well. Well, I, I, I try, I try to cycle, okay. but I'm not like, I'm not like one of, I'm not like a cycle, not like, I mean, I don't have a road bike. I don't put on the lycra suit and go that's hot dude <laughs> <laughs> take a picture of that yeah. <laughs> um no well i do i do like the cycle but i'm not i've never been like big into sports so i've, I've always been like i've always been like the kid the quiet kid like drawing or reading and and like you know um that's kind of it really but I, yeah i do kind of i really I, I can really feed off just like, you know, designing and making stuff and like, you know, reading books and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me too. I get, I mean, I get really into some stuff and I just, I, I just wig out on things and, yeah. but I guess that's just my obsessive compulsive kind of thing. I guess, I guess in terms of like physical things or like, you know, going out, I do love this, this sounds this could sound quite silly, but I do love walking. I do like just going into town, and just like spend hours, just like wandering around, like kind, kind of aimlessly, but just you know, just seeing sights, seeing people, like just walking around and let your mind just clear and and, and just run run freely. Yeah, I think walking is incredibly important. I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I heard a podcast or read an interview or something about a, a friend of a friend who does freelance, and, and before they start their day, they will walk. They'll leave their house, mm -hmm. walk around like the block or a couple blocks or whatever, or make some oh, coffee, nice. walk around the block yeah. or whatever to set themselves up for work. So then they come back to the office 
that their home office they've kind of yeah they've allowed themselves to kind of get some air yeah or just like reset themselves mentally yeah. so that they're ready for i don't know that exchange of energy for the day i suppose so oh cool I thought it was kind of an interesting thing. I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, I hear, you know, that's the funny thing about advice too. You hear sometimes you hear some of the best advice you can ever hear, and it comes from like the best people ever. But yeah. until you actually apply it, that's when it, you know, actually mm. makes sense. I remember getting advice three years before, and then finally using it and going like, "Shit, like I should have used this in all three years. Yeah. I've been kind of wasting <laughs> my energy." <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's suppose that's just where my mind was at, you know. So, yeah. but I, I um, to go back to the original thing, I was just gonna say because a lot of people ask me about questions and stuff about design. I have a couple books that I referred people to. Um, there's one book that I remember from my college days actually that I still own. It's called Making and Breaking the Grid. It's on Amazon. Yes. That's a good book. It's um, it's super affordable and it's educational and yeah. I think I've got that. Wait, hang on. Yeah, I think I've got it somewhere on my shelf. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. And like yeah. layout essentials and layout work workbook, like those books are pretty good. Yeah. But to be completely honest, I just kind of browse through them. I don't like go nuts over them like I do comics and stuff. So. I do appreciate them, and I think they're awesome, and I love, I love, 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 and appreciate a good laid-out design, like mm -hmm. a good laid-out piece of design. I, I just love the shit out of it. Um, but those, those are some books for me. What about for you? What are some books that you could refer to people for, like, that are curious or interested in design or oh. being familiar with? There are some books that you, if, like, there was a fire, you would have to grab. <laughs> um, All of them. Uh, if there was a fire... Um, the thing is, like, I've I haven't I've kind of stopped buying design books. Like, I used to buy I I used to Hoover up design books um, for a couple of years. Like, get like pretty much anytime something new came out. Like, and it's usually like you know design like design books that go on um, like you know specific trends or like you know this is the latest in music design or packaging or whatever. But um, I think lately I've I've kind of really scaled down buying design books. And I, I usually invest in, in books that are kind of like either monographs or about some like specific um, uh, period in design without, mm. so it, it becomes like it, it, it's disconnected from, from, from like trend sensitive uh, material. So you can always like, I kind of like to use these books as, as, like basic reference material. Mm. Um, I'm just kind of looking at my shelf. Uh, there's a book. Uh, hang on. I need to grab it. Yeah. Design books also have like crazy ass names too. And some of them come from all over their world. So they'll have like, and you know, for me, like uh, hard to yeah. pronounce names and stuff, which I, I love those ones. I have some of those. I think I lent them out though. I don't see them <laughs> on my shelf. I'll probably there's, never see them again. There's a book called uh, World Trademarks and Logotypes, number two. It's a book for, I think it's like a, um, do you know the site uh, Counterprint? Uh, I've heard of that. It's like they do, they they um, they specialize in, in, in secondhand and like vintage design books. And 
they sometimes they have like amazing stuff, like really, really hard to find, like gems of, of like you know graphic design books. So I, I bought that one. It's it's like um, it's just it's one of these books that just filled with like you know great logo and branding design from like the mid eighties. Those are great. Um, so yeah, there's like some amazing stuff in there, like you know the old uh, NASA worm logo, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what else? All uh, that stuff. I think it's smart too, like you're saying to not necessarily. I mean, it's cool to support this stuff and obviously you know consume whatever, but it's cool to yeah. also be influenced by like '60s, '70s, even before that, and then give it your spin. You know, I think design for me has always been about taking something and reinterpreting it through your own voice. It's never been about reinventing the wheel for me necessarily because no, no, all, no. we're all playing with the same tools, you know? Yeah, it's one of these things like everything you everything has pretty much been done and it's always about like, you know, how you can you kind of subvert or like, you know, take something that exists and, and, and look at it from a different angle. Absolutely. That's how I look at it too. And that's how I think, I think what it makes a great designer is accepting that and understanding that yeah. You're not the inventor necessarily. You're just making an alteration, kind of, mm. which is cool. It's cool in itself, you know. I think it's, yeah, that's what makes, when I look at a good design, I go, damn, like I can see the reference from like, you know, huh. 60s Japanese, like transportational, like yeah. language. And then all, and then I see Swiss in there and like I see all these things and I just love it, you know. Um, yeah, that's been one thing. Um, it's really hard. I'm tr I'm still I'm still staring at my bookshelves trying to think of. Yeah, give us the goods. Don't hide out, you jerk. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just joking. Like, every, every time I think like, oh, I take that book. It's like, no, the one next to it is also important. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just ramble off a few. I know um, that I know that people will really appreciate that because. Well, the thing is, um, I've one of one of the publishers I actually still like buy most of their books from is uh, Unit Editions. Um, it's a small uh, design publisher in the UK, and it's a it's a, it's a collaboration between uh, Tony Brook, who runs um, Spin Design, mm. and Adrian Shaughnessy, who used to who who co-founded um, Intro uh, Design Studio in 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 London, like in the nineties. And now he's a he's like a independent writer and designer, and they set up. Um, this this publishing company and they produce gorgeous books on on design and they really go all out in in finding like you know doing really heavily editorialized books on um, specific designers and they're almost like very um, they're really big reference books almost. They look awesome. I saw on your wall you have like what's it the Luba Luba Lim? yes the Lubalin book that's the one I wanted to say that's, that's cool. The one I yeah, that one, they just did a book on on um, uh, brand guideline um, books. Um, they've done a couple of books on total design and um, Wim Crowell, the Dutch designer. Cool. So yeah, it's kind of like it's all. These. Yeah. Um, I love the layout and the grid and the the style is freaking awesome. The stuff the books they put out really. I mean, the they're what they're pretty much one of the only publishers that I'm still that I gladly buy every book almost sight unseen that's great instead of going to the bookshop and like you know just buy 
all the latest because because these books the books they put out are not necessarily based on trends but it's like you know a book on Lubalin never goes out of date and you know if I buy a book now on on you know 2014 music packaging two years time that's going to look obsolete kind of thing that's so cool man Although I mean they, they can no. earn the respect and the trust of people like that of creating yeah. a consistent awesome product mm-hmm. and yeah that's so cool yeah. And there's a there's another book. Um, I think it's downstairs. Um, Boo! Uh, no, I'm joking. A, a book on uh, Lou Dorsman. Lou Dorsen. Dorsen. Lou Dorfsman. Dorfsman. He um, he was like the lead designer, and creative director for CBS. CBS, yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's, it's is it the Dorfsman and in CBS? Yeah. That's the book. Yeah, that's the book. Oh, it's expensive. It's like 150 bucks. Is it? Well, I see it on uh, Amazon. That's where I oh, buy almost all my books. I we, I found it in like some kind of like cheapo like discount bargain bookshop like a couple of years ago. Hell yeah, those are the best. I need to yeah. go out and find some of those. It's kind of sparse up in San Diego because it's it's not uh-huh. really densely populated with that kind of stuff, but yeah. Yeah, maybe when I get out to traveling to the UK huh. or something, maybe I'll find something cool like that. Those are my favorite, though. Like when you find this gem that you never even mm-hmm. heard of and you, and you know nobody else knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. ah, here we go. I got my gem. No, and I could tell anybody about this. Top secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those are some of the best books. Yeah, th- I think that, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, you have a lot of books that I don't even know about or even have or have even f- been familiar with. But when I look at them in the publication, I can definitely see how you are a fan of this because it's cool. Like, you guys are connecting within, like, the creative style and stuff, which mm. is really cool. Uh, all those Los Logos books are really cool, too. Like, if you just want to get, like, all your logo oh, yeah. logo porn, you know, like, it's yeah. just like, like tons of logo porn everywhere. There's, like, hundreds of pages of those ones. One of the books I have, it's Los Logos 4. It's fucking huge, and it's what oh, holds yeah. up my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> I put my monitor on top of it because I'm 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 six two so and I have like my desk and everything but my I'm so tall that I have to have something underneath my monitor so that I don't have to like kind of crouch down all the time but that's what holds it up that's a great book too by the way so yeah how I, do you read it <laughs> don't don't ask that question no no I just I just lift the monitor <laughs> it's impossible no but I I haven't been looking at logos for such a long time. Uh, so I have it just as my desktop thing. So <laughs> I need to build a book or like a little box or something. But yeah, until then, it's just going to be this. See, I, rare, I rarely buy those logo books anymore. And I mean, it's kind of like, it's probably hypocritical for me to say because I've got like, I've been I've been lucky enough to be featured in like a whole slew of them. Yeah, yeah. You're There's, in the Los Logos ones, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, awesome. in, I was in the, the, the third one, I think. Number three, I think yeah. I have that too. They're 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 really awesome books. Like if they're you're really if you're nice. a designer and you're out there and you never heard of it, or if you're starting out and you want to get into this kind of stuff, like that's a necessity just because you can really get inspired from it, and then you can also yeah. see what's out there, what people have mm-hmm. done. Anytime when I first started designing and I was I was tasked with doing logos, I'd go through these yeah. books heavily and I would really note the ones that I thought were good, and then I would just kind of a mentally assemble all the ones that I liked and then I would end up coming up with the logo that I was going to work the best, you know? There's also these, these recent books that, uh, that are 
were published by Lawrence King, um, Logotype and Symbol. They're more, they're more, um, more neutral in a way because they're like they're more historical they look at like you know the big logos and brands in the world kind of kind of thing mm -hmm. and 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 kind of it's, it's almost like a taxonomy of of like you know the the big logos and brands that you see around you every day not like it's it, it's it's still very much design led but it, it it it's not in the same um, the same vein as say like uh, uh, Los Logos 4 which is kind of like really really populated by like pure like really logo design porn almost yeah it's it's awesome I'm not trying to say it's bad or anything but oh, I no, think no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Not, no. yeah I want that to be clear because I don't want them to be upset with us because I, I love those books and I highly endorse getting those but I, I know what you're saying I'm looking at it right now actually I'm looking at um, the logo type one is it yeah is it is it is the author's name Michael? Yes. Enfamy. Let's see. Yes. Now I'm looking at the symbol one. Cool. Yeah. yeah, these are cool books. They're so nicely laid out. They're, so They're like yeah, it, it's a it's a bit different. I mean, I kind of like try. I'm I'm trying to not buy books that are too of the moment. Sure. Because you can find all that stuff online anyway. Yeah, and unfortunately, it, right. Yeah. And yeah, and I think I think um, I have like, the logo book actually. I forgot. <laughs> Is it under your monitor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on my toilet. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just being shithead. No, no, I have it. I I have it. it's just it's it's in my. I have like a whole section of design stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, looking at current stuff is is great. It's great to know and be aware of what's now. But um, yeah, if you're trying to, if you're if you're a content creator and you're creating stuff for the future and yeah. or the near future and stuff, like it's important to be aware of it. I, I often find that design and history itself repeats itself quite a bit. Oh yeah, it's I mean, it's ironic too. It's kind of funny. I think we're now veering like kind of slowly coming around back to the like the mid to late 90s yeah i think so too trend wise i mean i think that's the thing that's the thing you see that's why i think tumblr is so amazing because you can really see if you spend long enough on tumblr you see over the months and the years you see the kind of the things change what people like yeah kind of what 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 kind of visuals like like how the visual language changes and like how suddenly it's like Hang on, that's I've seen this stuff like when I was in college, and it's like, oh wow, it's all coming back now. Yeah, I think so too. I've been paying attention as well. It's really interesting. The tum the Tumblr generation is what I call yeah. it, or like we're the Control Z generation or whatever. But yeah. I know it was the '80s, and I think it's pushing closer to the high '80s and then early yeah. '90s and stuff. Um, uh, it's really interesting though. I always, uh, I try to be cautious of trends and not allow myself to get stuck in them personally. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's in only, only in order to do that is to be aware of it. Right. And I think more information is better than anything, you know? So, oh, yeah. and I am constantly consuming as much as I possibly can. Are you big on that as well? Like what, what are some of the things that you're really into, like to help you get as much information as you can? Um, I, well, Tumblr for one. What kind of like what sites? Because there's like there's like um, Otaku Gangster, which is really fun. There's like Planetary Folklore Tumblr, which is fucking amazing. 
Oh, Planet of Folklore is really good. It's so good. It's. I remember the first uh, time I found it, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is before like a lot of the Tumblr stuff that came out that I was aware of, and I was oh, just yeah. like, uh, and I was, I, I just got stuck. Yeah, fuck. So good. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, I'm just it's like porn. <laughs> Art porn. Damn, eight eight hundred and three pages. What the shit? <laughs> and it's just what you think it's just like one author that's just. Yeah, it's just a it's it's just a like personal blog basically. Yeah, just like all, like a image connoisseur. Yeah. Um. Just looking. I'm still I'm I'm still using found. I haven't really jumped to. I I, I kind of use Pinterest, but. Um, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with found. Bradley loves the shit out of Pinterest. A lot of my oh, friends do oh. too. He, he obsessed with it, which is cool. I, I find it to be great a great resource. Mm. Uh, the thing I always get concerned about too with this stuff is if I'm looking at this and everybody else is, and then I got to go like, well, if it's on, if it's, and it sounds stupid kind of to say, but if it's like, but if it's on uh, like that channel, then it's already old, you know. Oh so, yeah. So got to be aware of like you know how yeah. many eyes have seen this, and you know what can I do to kind of be aware of it, but at the same time generate my own thing. And nothing's new necessarily. I mean, it yeah. it is new in its essence of what it is because it's just yeah. you. But yeah, I try to be really cautious of it. Found really turned into porn. Like it's hard to. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's so much amazing like porn images on there it's like dude i'm trying to focus on, i'm trying to focus on art right now it's like taking me, me on a journey you know like <laughs> i brought this up when i had a podcast i think with alex preston we're just like dude it was such a, i mean it still is a great resource but it's just like it's got the most like ridiculous porn on there <laughs> i try to yeah i i i do i i think i use i use found for porn <laughs> your wife lis- your wife is listening uh. um i no i kind of use it um i i use it as i probably would have used pinterest if i would have jumped on that just like inspiration board and it's like a lot of the the thing is like i think you i think you you said it like earlier how you like are getting back into um or like you know buying more art books than design books yeah and I'm kind of like that's why I'm I'm using my my found not necessarily to post or like save design images, but I'm just like going through like just looking online and finding like all these like old sci-fi covers and um, toys and like just kind of like obscure stuff like Lego catalogs from like you know when I was a kid and just save all that stuff in there as like kind of inspiration feed sure um, instead of instead of like just trying to like you know repost that like kind of random type experiment that everyone else is is kind of sharing <laughs> yeah yeah definitely because well it just ages quicker you know so yeah um yeah, and i was uh you ever go to the library because the library has lots of cool stuff too um, I has used the coolest to- stuff actually <laughs> if you go if you can go to like if you can find a really big library that's got you know all kinds uh-huh. of goodies yeah. I need I need to do that. I think I'm gonna try and do that like in the next couple of weeks. Just go down to like one of the biggest libraries in my area, and just spend the whole day there and just I don't know, just photocopy and take notes. Yeah. 
I think it's important to do that. You know, it's you got to dig for this stuff sometimes. Mm. And and for me, I I'm I don't know if it's the same for you, but I'm heavily influenced by my per, my my surroundings. You know, like yeah, I feel like you know I am the 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 essence of the environment around me. You know, really. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you you ever go to the library? Because I know that's got to be freaking. Awesome. I used to. I used to. I used to be. Um, I, when I was, I think I, I kind of stopped going to to libraries when I moved to London because I found like the local local libraries were quite small and I couldn't really like in, in terms of like design books or like just visual culture and, and or culture in general. There wasn't anything like that really stood out to me. And I was lucky enough, like you know, when I was growing up, my parents had like a massive library of art books and like whenever I had to do a school assignment I <laughs> I didn't really need to go to the library per se because it was just like down a corridor um like all the all, like books my dad used to collect and like from his father and whatever so I kind of like veered between the idea like wanting to like you know build my own library and then like go to an actual library to to like you know f- kind of supplement what I couldn't find at home yeah but um, I, I kind of have this thing like instead of like going to the library, I'd rather I I I love going to bookshops and like just browse stuff and then like try to buy it so I can have it so I don't have to like return it in twenty eight days kind of thing. That's true. Yeah, returning it is a pain in the butt. But yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, because the library, I don't know. I gotta try it out because I haven't gone to a while. I remember I took my daughter and then I saw yeah. like. I saw Dr. Sleep, like Stephen King's book. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, he's got a new book. And then, so that turned me on to that. And I'm listening to the audiobook right now. I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's so good. Um, but there was a couple other books that I had never seen that were like comic books. And I was like, what the shit? And I was like, so then I just bought it off of Amazon or whatever, you know. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I love, I love the influences of so many things. And, and so I'm just like, what I'm saying is I'm just trying to be very cautious of like how, how many people are observing the same thing as I am and that are tasked with the same, you know, goal from a client, which is make something amazing, you know, it's just like, okay. Yeah. And so I don't want to make, I don't want to like spend seven months or a year on something. And then it's already came out like three times already in time, you know, on Tumblr. And then it, by the movie, yeah. the time the movie comes out, it's like, oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's already no. old. No, you know, so, <laughs> but I guess that's fine, you know, whatever. So, you know, I guess yeah. you can only have, you can only live in obscurity for so long, I suppose. So that makes that's sense. That's why I like to like look for references and stuff that's older because that's like, you know, then you have, don't have that feeling as much as like, oh shit, I missed the boat or like, I got this great thing. Oh, eh, it's already gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that gets into the really weird debate of what, what is new, what is unique, what's special. Yeah. Like, and that, that's really when it gets fucked up because, you know, I always say that, well, for me, I wouldn't necessarily do everything for free, but I'd treat, I would just, if I didn't have to work, I'd just be drawing still. I'd be designing yeah. still. And so, but I think oh, yeah. things get mixed up and they get kind of messy when you're generating things off in that same context and mm. when you have to make a living off of it and, you yeah. know, you're, you're pulling references for things that you're pulling, they're too close to one other, one another or something, you know, and you're making money off something when somebody didn't and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's really sticky, you know, so... But, no, you're right. 
I try not to really focus on that too much, but I, I think it's important, you know, is, is being aware of your contribution basically to the noise, mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, like how yeah. what you're bringing to the table so that you can continue like the cycle, I suppose, you know? Well, I guess it, as long as you're doing like, as long as you're doing the work that you believe in and that you want to do, yeah. um, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're being honest about, about, what you're contributing or like the noise, like what you're contributing to the noise is like your own like voice. I guess, I guess that's fine. Yeah, I guess so too. Yeah. You know, I think as long as you feel like you are contributing and and you Mm. do have people that are, are happy with whatever that is that you're making and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. It's really interesting. Are do you have, do you have any artistic heroes that you really admire and look up to like current day? Well, I still like, you know, I, I, well, to be honest, I, I look at stuff, at the stuff that you're doing, guys like Bradley are doing, um, like most of my, most of the friends, like most of the guys that I kind of grew up with, I mean, growing up into like, you know, into the industry and like, you know, when we all started out and kind of like all went our separate ways, I still look up to all these guys and like keep following them. And it's always like this thing like just looking at what they're doing and then you kind of look at what you're doing and go like, Oh shit, they're doing so much, much cooler stuff than I'm doing. And, um, but it kind of like, you know, it's like, I don't really want to name a lot like specific people or like, you know, most people, I, I guess in, in, in like the work we do, we all have like the same reference points. I mean, I've, I I know you're like a big Mobius fan as well, and like you know yeah. we all we all we've all seen Blade Runner twenty times. We can, <laughs> we, can, we, can we, we we've got Star Wars dialogue memorized, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's like all these like it's just a, a, a kind of a melting pot of all these things, like old and new. That kind of you know all these outside influences that keep, keep me fired up. Yeah. Same for me too. Uh, and, and I think that's the same for me. I, uh, if I had a list of people that influenced me, that would just be, you'd have, you'd basically get like hundreds of names really, because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if I just listed off all the artists that are on my bookshelf, you know, pretty much because every book exactly. that I bought, I've been influenced yeah. by that person in some way, mm-hmm. good or bad, you know, and some more than others, you know, like you mentioned Mobius and stuff like that. Obviously Mobius is a big insp- in- inspiration to me. I brought I had a really interesting talk and I was bringing him up recently too, because I read a really inter- really interesting interview that helps silence a lot of my own fears about his yep. process of making um the the parable silver surfer um marvel yeah. comic and stuff and his in his issues going through that creative transition and stuff so oh, but um yeah. it's just cool you know i don't know but i think that you know it's 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 key it's it's important and key to be aware of your influences and what you oh, do probably. what you do with them and how you you know I think that's really what it is, right? We were talking about is being able to take something and then rebuild it into your own way so that you can, you can inspire somebody else, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It really, it really is. It's a weird psychological communicative thing. And yeah, I just, I'm always fascinated by it psychologically, what it's doing to everybody. And yeah, it's, it's weird to just like try and call out one, 
one person or like you know one one piece of work that that really inspires you because it's like you know there's so many things to choose from and like you never get you're never influenced by just the one thing it's always in connection to something else yes and you might not and and you're not always influenced by the same thing while you're doing a specific project i mean i get as easily influenced by like the comics i have on my shelf than like you know the design books i have on the other side yes same and, for and, me and and it and it's like you know trying to i mean for me i love trying to find that middle ground between like kind of like all that pulp and pop culture and like pure clean design and kind of just mashing them together and see what comes out of it that's a cross-pollination, which I think really creates yeah. something special. You know, I think that's when you, you, I think for me at least, and that's what I see in your work too, um, and I see in a lot of people's work, is I see the influence, and then I also see the adaptation of the influence. And, yeah. I, and I just really, I like that a lot because the adaptation of the influence and the change and the alteration of it, you know, like everybody's influenced by something, you know, Mobius oh. had his influences, everybody that we were influenced by had their influences, you know, uh, it, it, you know the, the original artists and creators were influenced by the things that they could see which is nature yeah. and the world around them and and so we're just influenced by the nature's 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 reflection of nature's reflection of nature's reflection of like somebody else's idea you know which i find to be so <laughs> such a mindfuck but so true though if you really think about it you know and and how far you're willing to push it and how 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 far you're willing to push yourself to obscurity and if you're willing to push yourself so far out of the realm of being understood and being paid to do what you do, you yeah. know, and all those thresholds, which leads me to another thing is you, you, your wife is also creative as well, right? She's a designer yeah. as well. Designer as well. Which that probably helps a ton because she can speak to you then, right? Yes. Well, okay. yeah, it, it's like, yeah, it, 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 I think what on, on, I think on our very first date, just to like make conversation, we started talking about what our favorite typefaces were. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> it's so but, great. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it does help because, you know, you know, you know that as well as, as, as everyone else, like working in, in, in design, like, you know, you got the late hours, you got like the deadlines and everything. So it is in, in, in that respect, sometimes it, it's like, you know, it's really helpful that we, you know, sometimes she needs to work late. Sometimes I need to work late. So that's, I mean, that's just one thing, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's nice to, to have, you know, we do, we, we don't think alike at all on a lot of things in terms of, in terms of design and, 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 and visual culture, but we do. And I think that's quite interesting, like how we kind of like bounce off each other. That's really cool. I mean, it's good that you guys are different. I think you have to be in some way. Yeah. I mean, if if you were married yourself to yourself, I don't know. You know, would, mm. you, would you get bored with yourself or hate yourself? <laughs> you know, because sometimes I get bored with myself. You know, so yeah. But I think having the opposite and giving you perspective is really what it's about. Yeah. You know, like it gives you a good understanding of another side of things, which is what a great partner does. I think you know. So, oh yeah. But that's really cool. That's cool that you guys are able to balance it. Do you guys both work from home, or she work? Uh, no, away? she works. She's uh, she works at um, a magazine called Tank. I thought I read that. Cool. So she's a creative director. She's a creative director there. Yeah. Cool. So it's like it, it's quite a different, like different industry, of, like compared to what I'm doing. I mean, she's much more into fashion and arts and culture um and i'm much more in like i mean more and more like 
techy geeky <laughs> pop culture kind of thing. <laughs> Which is like brings up the the whole Wired thing. How did the Wired cover like logo identity kind of come about? Uh, the Wired thing. Um, I've I've done uh, I've done work for Wired um, for a while now, like on and off. I think the first piece I did. Um, actually, I got. Um, I think um, uh, I was listening to the the um, the, the interview you did with Patrick Patrick Clare, mm. and he was talking about Scott Dadich when he was uh, yeah. when he was creative director at Wired. So when when he was um, that was when um, he got in touch. Uh, that must have been two thousand and six. Mm, okay. Two thousand. No, sorry, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Um, and I did some. I did some editorial illustrations for them. Um, on the back of the the stuff they'd seen. They'd seen my some of the stuff I'd done for Mam Tor for when I was doing the comics with Liam Sharp. So Wired saw some of the digital illustrations I did. That's how I got in uh, with them and started like on and off do do like uh, pieces for them. And then um, last month, because um, now Scott is um, the the editor in chief, um, Billy Sorrentino, who's the current creative director, got in touch, and he was like <laughs> kind of vague. Yeah, we've got this uh, tight deadline coming up. We need um, the magazine. The magazine was uh, he described was about internet security and hacking, without actually mentioning anything about Edward Snowden, because that was like super top secret. Mm, okay. Um, and then, then, um, he basically said like, yeah, we're, um, we're a fan of your work. Uh, Scott recommended you, uh, we need a, a glitched version of the logo. So then I just, I was like, I think just a couple of days work really just produce loads of glitched wire logos. And then they picked one, um, did a couple of tweaks and that was it. And it was like really in and out almost. And then I didn't really hear from them until uh, the day after they published the the Edward Snowden thing on their site, and when their um, the iPad version, the tablet version of the magazine, went on sale, and then all of a sudden that wire cover was on every newspaper website. I think all the news, all the networks, the news networks in the states. Had um, you know Scott was on on every TV show. Um, I think he was like on Good Morning America and everything. He's like, oh, they've got like top secret interview with Edward Snowden. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was kind of that was a bit surreal because I had no idea it was going to be like you know. I thought like, well, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was really cool to to being asked to do like the cover logo of, of Wired. Yeah. Um, on its own. I mean, I was happy to just like, you know, if this was just uh, another like quote unquote regular issue, that would have, that, that was, that would have been amazing. It was just like, they, they're asking me to actually like, you know, fuck up their cover logo. Yeah. Uh, but then it turned out to be into like this massive thing. And I, and, and I really love how they did the cover because it's just the logo and the and and Ed Snowden and nothing else. There's no like it's not filled with all these bylines and and um, and and callouts. So I thought that was yeah that, that super was super mature. Was, yeah, it was yeah kind of like really a really iconic image. And 
I'm, I, I know like everyone talks about that cover, but no one's really looking at the logo. It's all about like, you know, it's Snowden, but I, I, yeah. It, I think a good logo does that though. It's not, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 I, th I guess you live there because yeah, it kind of needs to be there in the background and, and not like overshadow everything else. But yeah, it, it was like kind of surreal surprise to to realize it was for something like that and the guy um they they worked with um uh, a typographer to design the, the the opening masthead for the edward snowden feature and he didn't know either mm. so afterwards um we got uh thank you emails and, and notes and both of us were like we had absolutely no idea <laughs> that's cool that's that was, yeah, cool. kind of like cloak and dagger stuff like we need you to do this but you know it's which is great though i think if yeah. they would have, would have told you that then there would have been a lot of pressure and you might have might have affected guess, the, yeah. the art as well you know so i think having it be a little bit more obscure could possibly yeah. have helped the art itself so it's a smart call from the creatives themselves psychologically yeah i know if you put too much pressure on the site like the cult the creative mind it kind of messes you oh, up oh yeah you, know? you start to second guess yourself and yeah yeah which is also me, they have to, yeah I don't know. Maybe I'm just second guessing myself too much. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's just part of the we creative process. Yeah. Well, I just think that's you know, for me, uh, creation and stuff is about thinking. It's about ideas and stuff, you know, and, and really, really focusing on what it is, to, what those things are, you know, and, and thinking about them and yeah. their influences on you and stuff. So, and it's just you know, I don't know. I go stir crazy and. Think about all kinds of crazy shit so <laughs> Does, do you take a long time to arrive at, at um you know with whatever you're designing or, or, or drawing do you procrastinate about a single line uh i try not to anymore i've realized that that's when i really became at least a little bit better at design i think is when i stopped caring about everything like stop making things precious mm -hmm. same, same thing with art i think i've realized it's just uh you know, like nothing's precious, just go, you know, and yeah. then the masterpiece comes when you didn't even realize it, you know, like yeah. it just, it comes when you're just like kind of sleeping and then all of a sudden it's there and you're aware, <laughs> then you're aware. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the same way or do you like, you know, pixel fuck until you're dead? Because I pixel um, fuck too, so it just depends on my mood and the time that I, I have. I, yeah, I think I, I, I swing, I swing in between things. I mean, I, I think it, it has more to do when it when it's more personal work or self initiated. Yeah, of course, I can I can sit there and just go Control Z. Times <laughs> go like well the line like a pixel up or a pixel down, pixel up, pixel down, and I'll spend like I can spend an hour just looking at the screen and go like up down, up down, up down. Maybe not. Same. But <laughs> then sometimes I. I I just like, you know, design a logo or something and it's done in an hour and it's like, all right, done next. So yeah, yeah it, it really depends, I think. Yeah. I think, and I think that's always what it is too, right? It always be, depends on what it is, what you're doing, how you're doing it and all that kind of stuff. It all, it all has its own presence, I suppose, in the creative journey. I yeah. guess it's just a matter of how much you're willing to torture yourself. But I just noticed yeah. there's this weird, ironic, horrible thing that I hate to know, but it seems that all these men and women that I admire, they do, is is they had to bleed a little bit for something, you know? Like, they had to yeah. 
really push themselves into this really uncomfortable space or they had to push themselves to this space that they didn't know existed in order to really open it up. And I suppose, and this is me getting really weird, is is <laughs> that art and design is a communicative language that we don't understand yet fully, but it's but it's something that we use as a as a design as a language, so to speak, when it's being honest. Yeah. And I think when somebody really taps into an original thought, they're like, they're expanding upon this language, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is when I really start to connect with something, you know, like when I'm really trying to articulate my understanding of something, you know? So, yeah. but you know, like I said, I'm jumping off into the deepest of deep ends. So, yeah. but you know, I don't know when I'm trying to explain things or understand things, that's where my mind goes, you know? So but no, back to the wired thing though. The glitch thing is cool. I, I recently been doing a little bit of stuff like just for client requests and stuff. It seems like yeah. glitches like in, and uh, I found yeah. this really cool method of of making glitching images because actually making gen- generating uh, glitching stuff was kind of weird. I was like, how do you do this? And then I was real realizing that I could fuck with the code and the metadata. Oh of yeah. A file. Are you opening up JPEGs and stuff like that? Yeah, if you open up if you take it like a JPEG or an image or whatever, you open it in text edit and then you just yeah. start throwing all kinds of weird stuff in there and type in boobs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you uh you have to save two versions, right? You save the one so you don't ma- mess up the original, but then yeah. you you alter the second one. So you make yeah. a duplicate and then the second one that you alter, that's the one that starts to you yeah, know, these yeah. really interesting things and then I bring that into Photoshop and start selecting colors and messing with yeah, that. Yeah. Is that that's kind of the same kind of process for you as well? Because that's how I'm finding to have the most fun. Yeah. It it kind of it, it depends. Like the stuff like the wired stuff, that was like I um that was all done in like just pure Photoshop. And I I I did I did it in Photoshop instead of Illustrator because I wanted to just like even though I knew it was not probably not going to be able to be printed, but I just wanted to like offset like single pixels yeah, and just like work at 1600% and just sit there like go chip, 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 oh, and, then wow. out and then go like, well, you can't really see it, but I know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You went really into it because yeah, when I look at it, I, 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 as a person that creates this stuff, I go like, wow, I think he spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> and knowing that you did, I go, okay, well, 1600%, then yeah, you really... I did, I did one version um, that I, I bitmapped it. So, like, all the edges were kind of teeth, mm. kind of like little jagged edges everywhere. But I don't think, I don't think they, they went with that because it was, like, it was one of these things. I, I probably would have looked a bit fuzzy instead of sharp. Yeah. But yeah, I was really going like, let's see how fine I can go and like see, like test the printers of Wired. Like how, because they were like, yeah, we're going to print it in like this, like, um, like day glow yellow. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go like put random pixels everywhere and see how it, how it works. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do like, I, I did like, um, um, the original, the original cover for the first issue of Zero is going to be like this very heavily glitched image, mm. um, which eventually ended up being used for the second printing. But that was all like all done manually as well, and just like filters and like you know scanning stuff in, and then like you know as it scans, you start to kind of like shift stuff, and then you know playing with the contrasts in photoshop and like start cutting stuff out but yeah i do like that kind of manual process yeah and and you know 
faking something until it looks real. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, which is you get, but then you get that real effect because you're touching everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. So everything has its sensation. I really feel that there's this thing that people connect with things that they know that somebody spent time on, and they might yeah. not understand art or know it necessarily, but they they know it enough to know that you've spent time on it or that yeah. you've you've put you've put enough time and energy into it so that it like it conveys that energy, you know. So. Yeah. And then the yeah. best thing is, is when people ask you, like, what kind of plugin did you use? And you're like, it's not a plugin. You I motherfuckers. on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's <laughs> my friends and I, we talk about that because, I mean, I, you know, I think people are just curious and they don't mean to be rude. But, oh, no, no. No, but I, it's, it, it's kind of annoying because it's like, no, there's no fucking magical button, you know, like you literally have to study design and understand art for years and years and t until you have that intuition to do that thing yeah. that nobody else knows because only <laughs> you know because you've built upon all this understanding of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've been asked that tons and tons and tons and tons of time. Yeah. Like, what program do you use? And I say, well, these are the programs. But most importantly, I use my brain. So yeah. not to sound like a dickhead. It's just that's what it is. You know, it's like you get I get inspired by things. And then I use my brain to kind of yeah. pull things out and push things, you know. So, but no, it's cool. It's cool to know that, too. And I think I think that maybe even it's cool to, to embrace, you know, using plugins and then altering them, you know? Oh so. yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not afraid at all of like just using, using whatever tools I can get my hands on and, and just, you know, try to, to try to kind of break the result. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes your thing, you know, so, yeah. which is makes it its own special little dealio, but mm. Yeah. Well, um, dude, we're running out of time. I hate to jam out because I feel like we've just barely even touched the surface of what, what it is that you're doing and what you've been doing. And you've had such uh, a tremendous career. You've been doing this for quite some time and you've been really yeah. successful at it. And I'm curious to see like where you're going next. And perhaps if you're up for it, we can do like a part two maybe. Oh, yeah, totally. If that's cool with you. you yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah. And if it's cool with everybody else listening. So. I'm sure everybody is going to enjoy this as well because it's it's a good it's good like I feel like sometimes uh, I have too many art related people on my friends yeah. and stuff and then sometimes I <laughs> feel like I'm neglecting my designer self this is because like I'm all into this <laughs> other stuff but we're currently really kind of in the certain weird crossroads you know because we are yeah. so into graphic novels and comics and stuff mm -hmm. but also obsessed with design and the influences of design and stuff yeah. but but um yeah so perhaps we can do it again you know in the near future and discuss some more stuff and kind of get into depth and with some detail and oh, totally. get some questions going so if anybody has any questions regarding uh your career and stuff please let us know and hopefully we can address them here because i feel like this is like the best forum to do that you know it really helps instead of asking you to like type all this shit out in the email sure. or something and then the, and people get a better sensation of the kind of person that you are just because you're talking too. So, yeah. but, um, yeah, man, dude, thank you. I've been a fan of your work for so long and it's, it's really kind of nerdy and fun to know that yeah. I'm able to have a conversation with you and oh, thanks man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And all that stuff that you've done and all the influence that you've given me. Thank you. And, um, well, likewise, yeah. 
Well, there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a continuous circle of inspiration. It's, it's a circle of life. Just Lion King style <laughs> right now, dude. Getting this, getting the Lion King going. So, <laughs> but dude, have a wonderful night. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. And let's do part two whenever you yes. feel like it. You're always welcome. The door is always open to the podcast. By the time room. I've done my website, which would be 2017. Oh, don't make it that long. <laughs> don't wait, don't make us wait, dude. <laughs> no, um, well, whenever you want to, man. And congratulations on all your research and success and everything thank and um, you too thank you and hopefully when i'm out there in the uk or something we can we can uh connect so yes excellent cool. well have a great day and thank you again to everybody that's listened to this podcast appreciate it much love to everybody and our sponsors uh yeah and thank you so much go make some epic shit Bye.